Oh, hello there. It's the titular Matt Stewart letting you know that I'm going to be in Sydney, Australia, and then Brisbane, Australia, doing uh, short runs of my show, Dryer Dryer. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May, Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May. Hey, but also, you might not know this, I'm doing a live Who Knew It with Matt Stewart in Sydney on the 13th of May and in Brisbane on the 14th of May. Holy moly, am I looking forward to these shows uh, please get tickets for all of these now. If you use the discount code do go on, that might work. I'm not sure, but worth a try. Really hope to see you there. Um, Sydney especially. Please come along. Brisbane also, though you're buying tickets earlier, better. Sydney lift, please. All right, I'll see you soon now. On with the show. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart, the show where the guests write the wrong answers. I'm the titular Matt Stewart. Now, very first guest this week is host of the Weekend Arvos on Triple J and the Do Go On podcast. It's Jess Perkins. Oh. <laughs> Always start my own applause. Hello. That's, well, that's your trademark. The yeah. Self-applausing. That's right. You got to. Our second guest on the show this week is here for the first time. You may know him from bands like Disco Machine, Root, the DC3, and Tism. It's Damien Cow. So I'm like the people on Graham Norton who clap when when they get introduced. Yes, That's yeah. what you do now, isn't I it? I think yeah. so. I think it's polite. Right. Well, it, it only happens when Jess is on, but yes. still, oh, okay. Yeah. I've clapped for myself. Yeah, I think it's like adds yeah. a little vibe to the room. Yeah, and I think if you have a problem with that, <laughs> it's just a classic case of tall poppy syndrome, and you're just not enjoying seeing a person. You know, be proud of themselves. Yeah. I have turned up to this studio today mm-hmm. and that was very brave of me. Okay. <laughs> so I deserve a pause. Yeah, no, I think that's fair enough. Like American listeners will be like, yeah, of course. Of course. We applaud ourselves when we enter any room. That's right. But in Australia, it's a bit of a faux pas. Exactly right. But I'm changing that. You are. One podcast at a time. Tall potty syndrome. <laughs> Is that anything? Oh. I do edit. I will edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> that might go in right at the end. I'll put in the some of the dog shit riffs at the back <laughs> and Damien, so... Um, yeah. Well, for I, the true believers, I'll have to get used to that, Jess. I'm probably not very good at it. I'm that sort of self deprecating loser type um, that claps when they leave the room. So, <laughs> yeah, no. But yeah, I can understand. It's yeah. fair enough. It's just, you know, it's There's a shift enough people, I'm working on. Enough people out there who um, hate you, you might as well love yourself. That's really. right. Mm, that's, that's nice. That's beautiful. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> And that definitely gives me something to think about late at night. <laughs> yes. There's Self-help so podcast. many people that hate me. Yeah, there's a lot of people that hate you, Jess Perkins. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'd know that from the Triple J text line, Of course, I'm sure. absolutely. <laughs> they love to tell you. So the way this show works is I ask a relatively obscure trivia question and our contestants have to write a convincing fake answer. I then read their answers as well as the real one and they have to guess which one is correct. Are we ready to play? Sure. Yes. 
This comes from listener Marissa Stroud from Stroud, Ontario in Canada. What? Wait, is that a coincidence? Or do you live in a place named after you? You can't answer now, but maybe please let us know. Please, Marissa. Marissa's question is: What is the meaning of the word keneering? Keneering. What is the meaning of the word keneering? Keneering. Right. Can I have it in a sentence? Yes. What is the meaning of the word keneering? It's <laughs> trying to trick him. So while they're writing their answers, I'll explain how the scoring works. You get one point if your fake answer is guessed by the other contestant and another point if you correctly guess the answer. And by the way, I'm also playing as the house. I've put into my own fake answers for each question and I get a point for each one of those that our guests choose. So each of us can score up to two points per round. It seems fair, but the probability actually favours me, the house. And the house always wins, though. If you've been listening over the last few months, you'll know I'm on a pretty brutal dry spell. Anyway, our questions come from our great Patreon supporters. And if you want to submit a question, sign up on any level via patreon.com slash pod, linked in the show notes. All right, here's question number one. What is the meaning of the word canoeing? Carrying a canoe or kayak over rough terrain to reach a new body of water. Oh, canoeing. When an actor in a play or film is very convincingly playing an asshole character, despite having a reputation for being quite a nice person in real life. To become manager of AFC Wimbledon, a tradition in the southern United States, not unlike a family reunion, where you gather with kin far from you and kin near you. (laughs) Or taking a sneaky photo of someone, usually a celebrity, without looking through the viewfinder so as not to be noticed. Oh. (laughs) That's sneaky. Have you ever been... uh, Caneered in that way? Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> oh, of course. Because they've, <laughs> well they haven't played. looked through the viewfinder. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Anything jumping out at you here? Uh, uh, well, there's only two that aren't stupid. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a toss of a coin, I reckon. <laughs> I mean, often the answers the are... The stupid one often uh, wins. Yes. Right? Yeah, Sometimes. What right. are the ones that aren't stupid to It's you? a pretty stupid I game reckon. in that way. So, I wouldn't yeah. let them... I wouldn't rule them out based on that alone. <laughs> I reckon the um the that one that was sounded like sort of upskirting that one <laughs> oh um, yeah yep, yep sounded taking a sni- yeah believable celebrity uh, <clears throat> side skirting yeah yep. and the other one I thought was the actor one yes. oh yep so you're tossing them between those two years uh, what was the first one it was it was like carrying a canoe or something? The first one was carrying a canoe or kayak Canoeing. over rough rough t- terrain. <laughs> So I don't hard. know why. Why would that have its own word? You know, because like you go canoeing, mm-hmm. but do you? But canoeing feels like just something that you'd have to do between canoeing spots. You know, yeah, why true. would it? You wouldn't go to do it. No, I don't think you'd go to do that's it. But maybe people activity. in the kayak community might might just have lingo for yeah, 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 all the bits and pieces. <sighs> it's when the canoe goes to the left. Or to the right. Caneering. Oh, we're caneering. <laughs> yes. Stop paddling so hard on the right. We're caneering left. Yes. <clears throat> you still, you want to offer that as your answer? Yeah. Might be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only thought about it. Yep. Well. Okay. Yes. Despite me picking holes in it, I'm going to choose carrying a canoe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's true. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's exciting. Damien, what are you thinking? I'll go actor. Actor. No worries. Lock that in. Here's who wrote the answers. Uh, to become manager of AFC Wimbledon. That was DC. Damien Cow. Mm. Now, I'm guessing that the manager is named Kinnear. Would that be right? That's correct. Yeah. But probably not spelt the same way. It's Kinnearing with a C. 
Ah, uh, no, with a K. Oh, ah. okay. So it was, yeah. So Joe Kinnear was the, uh, um, <laughs> I sound like I have knowledge about ridiculous things and it's true, but only <laughs> one, um, which is English football in the 70s. Right. So Joe Kinnear was the manager of Wimbledon AFC, known as the Crazy Gang. Um, the Crazy Gang. Yes. Yeah. Can we just say as well that Joe Kinnear is a really fun name? Yeah, Joe. Hey, I'm Joe Kinnear. Yeah. yeah. So that could be the name of hey. like a real cheesy comedian's yeah. album. Hey, I'm Joe Kinnear. I'm Joe Kinnear. <laughs> That's good stuff. That is good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or, no, that's no, good stuff. <laughs> Uh, then we had the tradition of uh, from the southern United States, not unlike a family reunion, where you gather kin far from you and kin near <laughs> that to is you. so funny. That was Marissa. Marissa, <laughs> that, that is so funny. <laughs> that is really good. If that had been you, Matt, I think I would have said retire. You're done. Oh, really? You've clocked comedy. That's good enough. Look, I'll I punched it up a little bit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell. You, I want to get in on that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, carrying a canoe or kayak over rough terrain. That was also Marissa. Oh, damn, Marissa. You got me. Uh, when an actor in a play or film is very convincingly playing an arsehole character, that was Jess Perkins. Mm. So I'll point for Jess. Oh, Jess. Suck me right in. <laughs> uh, meaning the correct answer is taking a sneaky photo of someone, usually a celebrity, <sighs> without looking through the viewfinder so as not to be noticed. And that was named after... <clears throat> Someone doing that to Greg Kinnear. No way. It was, yes. Kinnearing. So you're right on the right track there. So that means at one point to the house. So what, just like holding a camera Yeah, sort aloft. of just like, oh. I'll explain more to the listeners in a second. Great. Uh, while you're writing your answer for question number two, which comes from Nicholas Pena from Tolleson in Arizona. And the question is, why did outsider musician Daniel Johnston make the news in March of 1990? March of 1990. What did Outside of musician Daniel Johnston make the news in March of 1990. While you're writing your answers, here's some more info on kinnearing. According to Marissa, the word kinnearing was coined by popular knit blogger and author Stephanie Pearl McPhee, a.k.a. the yarn harlot. This was in 2007. In the Toronto airport, preparing to begin her latest book tour, she spotted Greg Kinnear in the line ahead of her. Excited but trying to be cool, she later recounted, Maybe I'll take his picture from far away. Yeah, no, that's creepy. I know. I'll take my camera out of my purse and just sort of hang my hand down and look all casual and not even look at him and take his picture in secret. This resulted in a series of slightly blurry photos of his elbow and luggage. After the blog post featuring this encounter was published, it became a mini sensation with talk show hosts such as Conan O'Brien and Graham Norton bringing it up during interviews with Greg Kinnear. <laughs> The word kinnearing has been turned into a verb and immortalised as a new word in the New York Times and Urban Dictionary. In 2009, however, Stephanie acknowledged that the notoriety brought by coining this new word was a double-edged sword, saying, Ever since I invented kinnearing, I've been kinneared within an inch of my life. I've been kinneared at the grocery store, at the airport, at yarn shops, on the bus, and my book signings, at speaking engagements, in bookstores, at festivals, everywhere. And all of this has resulted in a plethora of horrendous images of myself plastered all over the internet. Images that, once seen, I have to carry in my heart forever. Now, I don't blame people. I really don't. It was my idea. I thought it was funny to do to Greg, and it's both funny and flattering when it's done to me. I've accepted that if you invent kinnearing, then it's only fair to have an odd slanted photo of my ass at the post office in a pair of baggy yoga pants emailed to me. I like, I like how she's, you know, she's very zen about it all. She's a big, she's a big deal in the yarn community. 
That's where you want to be a big deal. Yeah, like book tours and stuff. The Yarn Harlot. Wow. How about it? The Yarn Harlot. The Yarn Harlot. You familiar with her work? <laughs> uh, no, no. I'm more into people who twist balloons into oh, interesting yeah. shapes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's far more important. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your answers are in for question number two. Why did outsider musician Daniel Johnston make <clears throat> the news in March of 1990? He wrote a number one song for Tina Arena. He was one of the first people to drive a car with both driver and passenger airbags in America. He performed an 18-minute guitar solo while standing on top of a local petrol station. (laughs) He caused a plane crash when he threw the keys out of the window because he thought he was Casper the Friendly Ghost. (laughs) Or he entered a competitive eating contest where you had to catch and eat as many live frogs as you could in an hour. He won with a score of two and a half. So we've got So outside a musician. (laughs) Yeah. And one of them has something to do with music. Oh, no, two of them, too. Oh, that's a bit rough on Tina Arena. (laughs) (laughs) I think she has something to do with music, doesn't she? So, wrote a number one hit for Tina Arena. Yep. Drove a car that had airbags. Yep. It's big news. Uh, The first. Explain that one. Oh, was it the first car with two airbags? One of the first people to drive a car with both driver and passenger airbags in America. Right. It's a big Gee, deal in 1990. It's been the slow days, that one. <laughs> then the 18-minute uh, guitar solo, mm-hmm. standing on top of the petrol station, mm. caused a plane crash, throwing the keys out the window because he thought it was Casper the Friendly Ghost or entered a competitive eating contest having to catch live frogs. Plane crash. Plane crash. <laughs> Bang. Um, frogs. Frogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you are you a Because I know you're a, you do like a bit of outsider music. Is that right? Um. <clears throat> sort of. I On mean, your podcast I like the idea of it. About it a yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the idea of it, but I, you know, listening to it, it's probably going a bit far. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I like that sort of. Um, I like the fact that people are all sort of dancing around their own hastily discarded underpants, trying not to assume that it's just some dickhead who can't play an instrument. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like about yeah, outside yeah, yeah. of music. Yeah, it's like oh, this. You know, it could be art. Yeah, is it? <laughs> Any sound is art. <laughs> that's it's right. It's the intention of the artist that makes it art. Just, just worried about getting tripped up by it. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, but fuck outside of music. <laughs> Give me Bon Jovi any day. <laughs> we did a our other podcast, Do Gone, we did a, an episode about a band called The Shags mm. last month. Yes. You know them? Yeah, 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 yeah. They used to win. Um, there was a, <clears throat> a Triple R show. It makes me very old now, but it, it used to be a guy called Jeff King who would have the worst song every year, like a hottest 100. Oh, great. But the worst song. And the Shags would always win. Right. You know, so. Wow. Yeah. With uh, My Pal Foot Foot, maybe. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. That was the hardest thing I've ever listened to. Okay. It grew on me really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Other songs of theirs. There was another one that I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I guess it is kind of making sense. That one infuriated me. Right. <laughs> so I think like the Shags. Kurt Cobain was a fan of them, but also a fan of Daniel Johnston. I right. think he, he's um, a big fan of outsider music. Right. Mm. I think Frank Zappa loved the Shags as well, and you wonder how much of it is, I like a thing that no one else likes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. It's pretty cool either way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go through who wrote the answers. Are we up to that bit? I got yes. distracted. Yes. Yeah, we've, we've locked in our answers. All right, let's go through who wrote the answers. Uh, he wrote a number one song for Tina Arena. That was Damien. That's good. 
<laughs> Almost believable, yeah. but sort of. Yeah, maybe Sweet Sorrento Moon, something like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. in chains. Yeah. Baby, baby, I'm in chains. Yeah. Exactly. I think I might be running out of examples. <laughs> but I found it via a comedian, Bronwyn Cuss. She has a, a long bit she did at the at last year's gala, or this year's gala, about how Tina Arena's real name is uh, Pina Arena. Oh, really? Like her first name's actually Pina. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> I knew a family in Springvale who were the um, the Spina family, uh, and the girls all went to the Catholic school where my mum was the secretary. I'll eventually get to the point. And um, <laughs> they were called Tina, Lena, Nina, and Gina. Whoa. Spina. That, okay. Which, That's fantastic. Know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Such a musical family. <laughs> that's fu- that's fun. Was that a fun family? Yeah, probably. Probably. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Does it sound like a you know Pina, Pina Arena, Gina Tina Lena Spina. They must have been big Tina fans. Yeah, surely, surely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who, who, was who wasn't? Who <laughs> isn't? Even better. <laughs> uh, he was one of the first people to drive a car with both. Driver and passenger airbags in America. That was uh, Nicholas and the house. We collaborated there. Yeah, nice. That took two people to write. Yeah, I could tell. (laughs) That was a real answer by committee, I think. (laughs) Uh, He performed an 18-minute guitar solo while standing on top of a local petrol station. That was Jess Perkins. Mm. Music-related. Just shredding. Just shredding for 18 minutes. But as an American, it would have been called a gas station. Well, I didn't know he was American. Good point. (laughs) He entered a competitive e- uh, eating contest where you had to catch and eat as many live frogs as you could in an hour. That was the house. <gasps> Meaning the correct answer is he caused a plane crash when he threw the keys out of the window because he thought he was Casper the Friendly Ghost. Was he tripping on something? Just so, Yeah, I think he was just tripping on him on himself a bit. But um, he caused a plane crash. Because he thought he was he Casper was on, the Ghost. not on the plane. He was on the plane. He was on the plane. Him and his, da- his dad was flying. They were the only two on the plane. Oh, so it was a small plane small where plane. you could open the windows. Yeah. Because I was thinking, how does that, that work? That, that, yeah, yeah. right. Oh, good point. Mm. Yeah, your logic really failed you yeah, there. Yeah, fucked me right up. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> so that means we've got a point for Jess. I'll stop trying. <laughs> a point for That's, the house. That's the best way to go about this game. Yep. Yeah. Is, yep. is stop, is don't yep. try. Yep. Quick score check after <clears throat> two rounds. It is Damien on nil points and Jess in the house on two points each. Mm. Still early days and still <laughs> anyone's game. game. <laughs> We're up to question number three. This one comes from Christina Gonzalez from Ventura in California. And this one, we, we often all do these sort of questions. We're just going to make up a species of animal, okay? So the right. question here is, hailing from Lake Titicaca, what is the name of the world's largest entirely aquatic frog? Entirely aquatic. Yes. I guess that means it just never lives on land. Anyway, you just got to name a frog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come up with the name of a frog. While you're writing your answers, I'll let the audience know a bit more about Daniel Johnston. According to The Guardian, Johnston accumulated a committed following on the alternative and underground rock circuit. And among his admirers and supporters were Kurt Cobain of Nirvana, Jason Pierce of Spiritualized, Jeff Tweedy of Wilco, Beck, members of the Butthole Surfers and Sonic Youth. According to Nicholas, once after a show at the South by Southwest Music Festival in Texas in 1990, he travelled back to his native West Virginia in a two-seater plane which was being piloted by his father. Halfway through the journey, Daniel took the key from the ignition and threw it out the window. The plane went into a dangerous tailspin as the two passengers wrestled for control of the steering wheel. Miraculously, Daniel's father managed to crash land into a tree, avoiding any serious damage to either party. 
Asked afterwards what happened, Daniel replied that he thought he was Casper the Friendly Ghost. Just before he tried to crash the plane, he had been reading a Casper comic book. On the front cover was a picture of Casper parachuting out of a plane. So I think, it, and it sounds like it wasn't he was on drugs, it's that he stopped taking drugs. He wow. wasn't on his medication at the time. Oh, okay. Because he thought that made him perform better. But he hadn't told anyone else that he was, he'd stopped taking the medication for quite a few weeks. Oh, wow. And it's sort of, this is the... Ended up in hospital for quite a while after this. That's that's a wild story, much yeah. wilder than testing out airbags. I'd Fuck say, yeah, <laughs> similar, um, but or an eighteen-minute uh, guitar solo, mm. you know, <laughs> which is impressive. So yeah, I guess don't stop taking drugs, kids, mm. and um, <laughs> thank God Casper hadn't voided his bowels on the front cover. Oh my God, could have been quite ugly. Oh, yeah. well, oh I Casper, guess the friendly ghost did. will empty his bowels. Would you do that too? Is something yeah. that his dad might have said. Mm. Yeah. Uh, My yeah. dad always said that to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a well, weird, weird catchphrase, but yeah. it's just dad's. Different times. say man. stuff like that. You don't understand until you're a dad, you know. That, that is something that they say <laughs> with good reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The answers are in for question number three. Hailing from Lake Titicaca, what is the name of the world's largest entirely aquatic frog? The big turtle-licking hopper frog, <laughs> scrotum frog, <laughs> omphiloskepsis, <laughs> anus frog, or the spotted Gary. Was that second last one? Anus frog? An, it looks, yeah, A-N-O-O-S, mm. anus frog. Mm-hmm. Mm. The big turtle-licking hopper frog, scrotum frog, omphiloskepsis, anus frog, or the spotted Gary. <sighs> it's entirely aquatic. <laughs> yes. It's the largest entirely aquatic. Yes, exactly. Because there's others that are entirely yeah, of aquatic, course. but this is the largest of them. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Damien, any ideas? <laughs> That's I fine. I didn't that even I just <laughs> I'm quietly you could... slip out of the room. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was hoping you could logic your way. I reckon, uh, so, I, you know, I'm going to keep with the logic, mm. unfortunately for me. So, <clears throat> scrotum... Is is tempting because it is, it's so it? obviously not, but that's but you, in there to trick you. Yeah, and sometimes they do. They name them weird stuff. Sometimes scrotum is tempting, as Damien says. Mm. Yeah, I've heard that. That's something Dad's often says. <laughs> yeah, right. scrotum's tempting. Um, or the the really long turtle, <clears throat> the big turtle licking hopper frog. That's not it. That can't be it. <laughs> if that's it, I'm going to flip this table. Okay. That's infuriating. <laughs> uh, spotted. Gary. The spotted Gary. Spotted Gary. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Anus um, frog and omphiloskepsis. Okay. The only one that sounds more uh, scientific. I mean, scrotum's a pretty scientific word as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anus frog. Okay. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm going to say anus frog. Anus frog. <laughs> That's the second time you're like, well, it's not that. I'm going to lock it in. <laughs> Uh, I think, I'm here to have fun. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, thank God. How's it going? I'm having a great time. Okay. <laughs> because I just locked in a noose frog. <laughs> that's silly. Yeah. It was between that and scrotum. Mm. <laughs> it's, well, that's the Never get actually between, between that and scrotum. <laughs> Anus and scrotum. <laughs> that's good that's stuff. Good We're stuff. having fun here. Damien, what do you reckon? Well, I like Spotted Gary. Mm-hmm. I just like that phrase, Spotted yeah. Gary, and I'd like to pay tribute to whoever came up with <laughs> Spotted Gary because I just like it. Yeah, maybe it's a Gary that discovered it and they said, you can name it whatever you want. They said, I'll name it Gary. Yeah. It didn't even have spots on it. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I, I like all of these. I think these will make fantastic frogs. Yes. Hmm. With it, did you know we've used uh, your uh, old bantism for a couple of questions in the past? Oh, you? really? Mm-hmm. Somewhat, yeah. I think maybe even the first episode, one of the listeners had a question what was uh, <coughs> name a tism song. Yeah, I've definitely had to come up with a fake tism song. I don't yeah, you're on that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And the results may surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine they'd infuriate you. Yeah. This is what you think we are? <laughs> I think mine definitely had the word butthole in it, I think. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> no, that's, that's okay. I don't think you're only as good as people perceive you to be. Oh, right. Let's go through who wrote the answers. The big turtle-looking hopper frog, that was Christina in the house. Omphiloskepsis, uh, that was Damien. Now, this is so funny because the last episode Jess was on, there was a question, what does omphiloskepsis mean? Ah, right. Isn't that un- incredible? I've never heard yeah, that word it's before. It's in a tism lyric. Yeah, right. There you go. Is it, it's a well-known word because yeah. it stumped wow. everyone. Yeah, I didn't know it. There were, you no, know, there were four people in the room. They were laughing at how ridiculous the what they thought was a fake definition yeah. of nasal gazing for meditation or whatever it is. <laughs> so you were unlucky there that I Jess was, very yes. recently learned last that word. Last week, I've learned that word last week. Amazing! That is amazing. Uh, then we ha- so what so what songs it is? Oh, well, you got me now. But um, it might be on one that was too shit to ever release. Okay. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Rules out quite a lot, really, uh, including ones we released. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was early. But yeah, I, I think of all the things about being in a band that um, I've enjoyed over the years, it's being able to sing stupid words <laughs> in a song. Yeah. Um, and that's one of them. That's so fun. I'm I'm so impressed you know that <clears> word <throat> because to me I was like, this is a made-up collection of sounds, which is what words are. I, I get that, but <laughs> I only learnt it last week. There you go. The internet's not helping me. Oh. So maybe it is oh, an unreleased yeah, one. Yeah, it, it probably is, but uh, yes. Wow. And maybe I dreamt it. I mean, there's been, but I'm pretty sure a lot of times where I've gone to the dictionary listening to Tism. <laughs> <laughs> so then we had Anus Frog, which was written by Christina. <laughs> okay, the house. That's good stuff, Christina. The Spotted Gary was written by Jess, meaning uh, the Scrotum Frog is correct. Off! Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Scrotum frog. Remember the time there was a it was a fish, I think, that was like a sarcastic something. Fringe head. And it's like yeah, yeah, that really threw me off because I was like, oh, now we can just assign attitudes to them as yeah. well. So scrotum, it must look like a scrotum. Yeah, it's got a lot of excess skin. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, well, nice work I think on most the Spotted Gary, Jess. Yeah, you. that was That's good. Lovely turn of phrase. Spotted Gary. And, you know, you didn't just have that one in your pocket and you just, pulled it out. It, it just, just came out on the moment. Yeah, yeah. it just came wow. out. Yeah. It sounds like a an English dessert. Like a spotted dick. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what, what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How does my mind work? <laughs> Probably similarly to mine. All right. This is question number four. And this one comes from my sister, Alex Stewart oh, from Melbourne. A bit of nepotism. It's my younger sister and a big fan of yours as well, DC. Oh. 
she came with me to the Disco Machine album launch. Uh, her favourite track on the album is The Hamster Grammar. Oh. Uh, which uh, I think it's coincidental, but I feature on briefly. So um, <laughs> probably the proudest uh, moment of my life. But uh, <laughs> have you been happy with how that all went down? Oh, I've completely forgotten about it, Matt. It, uh, you just move you on know, as yeah, soon as it's out? die to death like everything I do, and um, which is fine because I can't stand anything I do once I've done it. In fact, <laughs> right. halfway through I'm doing it, I can't stand it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I can relate to that. Yeah. yeah. It was four years' work. Um, wow. Uh, so, yeah, I got a graphic novel out of it, so I'm, I'm kind of happy with that. And was it <clears throat> was it your first solo vinyl? Yeah, 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 that's right. The first time, yeah, that was lovely. Uh, 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 an exercise in self-indulgence, total self-indulgence, really. But, uh, you know, everything is it's really. It's such a good album. It's Yeah, it's awesome. For fans, you, is there any, any fun updates? Are you working any, on anything at the any, moment? And not, yes. Any more disco machine? Uh, yeah, well, I'm I'm definitely working on songs. I don't know what they what they'll end up being, but um, and hopefully I might do a show this year. Oh, so great! Thinking of doing a show where I do all of the stuff that I've been doing in the 19 years in my 19 year gap year. Oh, um, cool! Post that other band. So, <clears throat> yeah, maybe just a bit of a I don't know what I did on my holidays type of show. Right. So root stuff as well, yeah, DC3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Put yeah. together a band, like an amalgam of the bands. And yeah, that's the plan, yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. So, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, there's a couple of songs I did that I don't hate still. So Great. Yeah. Yeah, so, wow. Hamster Grammar. Of course. Well, yeah. I mean, you left that <laughs> off the set list uh, at the launch, but. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I was waiting. I was I ready like for the, the crowd to part and me sort <laughs> yeah. of. You'll be surf up to the stage. High-fiving as you go. (laughs) Uh, So this question from Alex Stewart. What's the name of the song by Diana Carter that was nominated for both Best Country Song and Best Female Country Vocal Performance at the 1998 Grammy Awards? Of course, we all know that. Yes. So obvious. (laughs) Yeah. It's just... Just one harder one, Alex. Uh, While you're writing your answers, here's (laughs) a little more info about the scrotum frog. According to Christina, the scrotum frog can grow up to 20 centimetres, making it the world's largest exclusively aquatic frog. They are only found in Lake Titicaca, which is on the border of Bolivia and Peru, and is at an altitude of over 12,400 feet above sea level. To absorb more oxygen, the frog has saggy folds of excess skin, which is why it was dubbed the scrotum frog. About as literal as... uh Daniel Johnson and his <laughs> Casper comic. That's right. And it's it's fun to know that uh, scientists are, you know, as unimaginative. Unimaginative. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. I don't think it looks. Show us. That's, a, that's an interesting looking frog, but I would mm. say it, I don't know about scrotum. Nah, it doesn't. Oh, oh yeah. It almost Maybe looks like in it's this one a- where it's like its front legs are out a little bit. Some of that flappy skin under the arm yeah. is a little scrotal. It almost looks like a like a turtle shell more than a. Yeah. Looks like a sontaran to me. A saltaran. A sontaran. A son. Is that is that the? It's a Doctor Who baddie. Oh. Sontaran, I think. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And he takes the helmet off. Oh, and I've looks seen like a this potato. guy. Yeah, he looks like a Humpty oh, Dumpty. No, yes. no, I've seen that around, but never knew what it was from. The, like the colouring is, is spot on. That is a an amazing looking thing, the Sontaran. And that would have been a way better name for a frog. Yes. Damn it. <sighs> Scientists. Jeez. Or Anus. Anus. Yeah. <laughs> 
I actually didn't think that. I, I thought that was possible choice. Yeah. yeah fuck am I. <laughs> Anus. Yeah. Oh, I liked it as well. Mm. While you're still writing your answers, let's go for a quick break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. All right. Answers are in for question number four. What song by Diana Carter was nominated for both Best Country Song and Best Female Country Vocal Performance at the 1998 Grammy Awards? Mm-hmm. Cool for Catamites. Did I shave my legs for this? <laughs> Dear John, open bracket, leaving you for my John Deere tractor, close bracket. <laughs> Don't let go of my heart, open bracket, or the reins, close bracket. <laughs> or piss off, Darren. I won't tell you again. <laughs> Okay, can I have those again, please? Cool for catamites. Did I shave my legs for this? Dear John, leaving you for my John Deere tractor. Don't let go of my heart or the reins or piss off, Darren. I won't tell you again. <laughs> They're all very good. Um, I think I would like to choose, uh, did I shave my legs for this? All right. That's that fun. In. That is a great song title. That's really good. And a question if we've Dion all asked didn't ourselves. Use it. Yeah. Does that mean it's up for grabs and can we ride it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lock that in for Jess. What are you thinking, DC? Um, piss off, Darren. Whatever it is. Piss off, piss Darren. Off Darren. <laughs> the Grammy Award nominated. <laughs> piss off, Darren. I won't tell you again. It's, that's also really good. Mm. If that is up for grabs, that's... Track number two on our new country yeah. album. It's clearly not. They don't have that. Uh, oh, no, they do have Darren's in America. Don't <laughs> do they? they have Darren's? <laughs> I think we have more of a hold on Darren. Yeah, here. Darren well, feels not so much Australian. anymore. But yeah, yeah. What, yeah, I'll look up famous Darren. Darren, um, oh. Darren, uh, was it Darren McGavin or something? Was pl- played uh, Kolchak the Night Stalker? Oh, wow. Darren. Here's another fact you can prove me wrong on <laughs> Darren Oronofsky. Yeah, yeah. That's a Darren. That's the one. That he comes up as the most famous Darren. <laughs> yeah. It does sound like a Aussie kind of name yeah. of, of the past, though. Yeah. You don't get many Darrens. Darren Lockyer is number four, and he is Australian. <clears throat> okay. He's like an old rugby player, rugby league player. Was Samantha's husband in Bewitched <gasps> called Darren? Yes, you're yes. right. That's, yes. Yes. That's a good Darren. Yeah. That's a good Darren. That's a good Darren. Oh, well, so it could well be. Piss yeah. off, Darren. Except you, they don't say piss off. So, <laughs> again, I lose. <laughs> Darren uh, Buff Lehman's one of the great Darrens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, Darren Chopin, another Darren there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, you, you, uh, you've you gone cold on it. You're not locked in yet. Oh, okay. Do you want to pick someone else? Yeah. Um, the the um, What did you go with, Jess? Uh, I, did I'm I shave my legs? For the- oh, yeah. It's just, just so great, isn't it? But I'll go uh, the Heart Reigns one. Okay. Right, lock that in. Here's who wrote the answers. Piss off, Darren. I won't tell you again. That was the house. It's <laughs> fucking in my head. I'm like, that's so Australian. But you're right. I never thought of there being American Darrens. Yeah. I just don't yep. see, especially if it's American, 
They're not getting away with it being called piss off anything, you know? Yeah, that's true. The Grammys isn't. Yeah. yeah. It would be called bleep off. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, the censored version, <clears throat> like the song Fuck You that then had the um, oh, yeah. gentle version of Forget You. Forget You, yeah. Not the same. I think it's actually even more brutal. It's more powerful, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Wait, don't forget me. Fuck me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do. It means it changes it quite a lot. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Piss off, Darren. Dear John, leaving you for my John Deere tractor. That was the house as well. Very good. I was pretty pleased with that that's one. That's a great one. But it's way too long. <laughs> um Cool for catamites was Damien. Am I saying that right? That's correct. Uh, so I put that one in for Alex. That is a song of mine, but a little known song. A catamite is a boy kept for sexual purposes. Okay. <laughs> Not a lot of it goes on these days, uh, you know, <laughs> post-legislation. But uh, I think it was sort of a thing in the Roman times oh, or, wow. the, or the Greek times. Uh, so so it was the from song the actually DC3. goes. Yeah, it, the song actually goes. It's not cool for catamites. Okay, mm. great. I'd like to point that out. Good, yeah, yeah great um, stance to have there. Yeah. I think. And uh, and and it talks about um, Ganymede, <laughs> who um, was Zeus's catamite. So you know, it's a it's a educational track. Yeah, wow. Um, but really, just a shit attempt at <laughs> me making a shit pun. <laughs> Most of my stuff is. <laughs> or a good attempt at making a shit pun. <laughs> you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you're a glass half full type. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> um, where are we? <laughs> we are up to. All right. So one of you is correct here. Oh. But it's not Damien because oh. don't let go of my heart or the reins was Jess. Yeah. Well done, and Jess, Jess got the correct one. Did I shave my legs for this? So That's two points for Jess. That's a that real song. Fun. That is a real song. Oh. A Grammy Award nominated song. Did I shave my legs for this? I know what I'm listening to on the way home then. Mm. That's great. Mm. So a score update. We've got Damien on zero points. The house on three points. But out in front on five points is Jess Perkins. Wow. Yeah. You're a bit good at this. No, I think, um, you know, sometimes you, like, I think you're just, you're locked into my brainwave, you know, which yeah, is you, nice. You have been picking a few Jesses. Yeah, yeah it's great. Yep. yep. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked with that. Well, there's a certain lyrical quality to the uh, the choices you've made, Jess. Mm. Um, so spotted Gary. Yeah, okay. you've picked three of out of four rounds. You've picked three of Jess's. Can we change the rules? <laughs> yeah, like accurately, correctly pick Jess's. Maybe, maybe next I time, get half a if, point. if you start to lean towards mine, I'll just go. <laughs> 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 All right, here we are at question number five. Only three to go. This one comes from Matthew Bohr from. Kalauna in British Columbia. Question is, what was the badass name of Kurt Russell's long-term personal stunt double? What was the badass bad- name? Yeah, badass with okay. the American ass. Badass. Badass name of Kurt Russell's long-term personal stunt double. So, okay, yeah. Is a badass name like a nickname? No, it's his name, but the name just oh, is it's, a it's it's sort of a, badass. It's sort of ba- a bit tough or, you know. Oh, yeah. It sounds... <clears throat> you know, yeah, potentially a stage name. Mm. Uh, while you're writing your answers, here's some more info about did I shave my legs for this. According to wikipedia.org, which is an online resource I found, it was released in November of 1997 as the sixth single and title track from the album Did I Shave My Legs For This. The song reached number 25 on the Billboard Hot Country Singles and Tracks chart. 
Do you ever have an album where you release six singles from it? No. What's that economic term? The Diminishing um, returns? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big time. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, somehow this was the biggest one. Uh, the song is a lament from the point of view of a woman who lives in a mobile home with her husband. The couple had a romantic night planned and the woman prepared by going to a beauty salon buying a new dress and shoes and shaving her legs. But when she arrives home expecting flowers and wine from her husband, she is disappointed to see that he is interested only in watching television and drinking beer. The song was parodied by country music parodist Cletus D. Judd as Did I Shave My Back For This? That's that's good stuff. (laughs) From his 1998 album of the same name, Carter appears briefly in the music video for the song. Oh, that's fun. Gives it. She blesses the the clip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. It's a bit literal. Um, like, I was sort of <laughs> hoping that it would just be a, you know, like a, just a litany of bad things and the and the, and the the line after it is, did I shave my legs for this? You know, I don't yeah. know, like um, Brexit, did I shave my legs for this? Uh-huh. Trump, did I shave my, you know, but obviously she's gone and told a story. A bit, bit like the, um, the, the musical... Those musicals that came out, like Mamma Mia and stuff, where mm. I, I've never seen any of them, but I, I'm thinking, how much of a story is in the song? You're going to just have half an hour of exposition. exposition. Yeah. Anyway, my favourite part of a movie is where they just start to explain their master plan, and you're like, uh huh, uh huh, <laughs> yes. All right, the answers are in for question number five. Here it is. What was the badass name? of Kurt Russell's long-term personal stunt double, Dick Warlock, (laughs) Damien Snakehead. Oh, wow. Buck Blazeman. Oh! Rats Palandris or Gregory Thunderclap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I need those again. Those are incredible names. All right. Kurt Russell's long-term personal stunt double's name was Dick Warlock, Damien Snakehead, Buck Blazeman, Rats Palandris, or Gregory Thunderclap. Oh, there's some fun names in there. <laughs> yeah. I think I I think I want it to be um Buck. Well Buck Blazeman. Buck Blazeman. Oh, that's great. <laughs> mm. Or Dick Dick Warlock. Dick Warlock. <laughs> I want to go Buck. Buck Blazeman. Buck Blazeman for Jess. Can I go Buck as well? You can mm. both go Buck for yeah, sure. It's very good. It's very good. <laughs> it's got that B, the hard B sound. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. Buck It's Blazeman. so obviously that it probably isn't. Right? <laughs> Something fun about like the blah sound. Yeah. Yes. Fun in your mouth. Blazeman. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Blah. <laughs> Block. All right. Let's go through who wrote the answers. Gregory Thunderclap. That was Jess Perkins. <laughs> I stand by it. That's a great name. Rats Palandris. It's Damien. That's good. Rats. <laughs> Damien Snakehead. That was Matthew, a.k.a. The House. Mm. Buck Blazeman was also The House. Oh, my God. And, and was the correct dick? answer was Dick Warlock. Dick oh. Warlock. Oh, that's great. So that's two points for The House there. Dick Warlock. Dick Wall, I thought it was, that was so good. That's great. It's, actually, no, it's no Gregory Thunderclap. No. I think we can all agree. I got to Buck Blade. I looked up toughest names <laughs> and Buck was on the list. I'm like, that's pretty tough. That's pretty tough. 
<laughs> your Google search history it must be so bonkers. baffling. Yeah. Frogs, tough names. <laughs> the FBI don't know what to do with They're them. They're like, I'm not, he's, he's not Googling anything too dangerous, but mm. I'm worried. But then I do because of do go on, I'll be researching yeah. criminals and stuff. Yeah. So they'll be like. How what? to make mm. bomb. What's this guy? For podcast reasons. What's he doing? Most badass <laughs> names. Oh. <laughs> Just trying to come up with a, a villain name. <laughs> Buck? I do. I think Gregory has a, a lovely childish sort of unthreatening feel. Mm. Gregory. Yeah, I true, think Gregory is a fantastic name. I think yeah. it's because of Gregory Peck. Ah. That's who I always think of. Gregory Peck. If, yeah, if I, if I wasn't so used to that name, that would have fit in here. Mm. Like yeah. That is kind of like Peck. Pecks. Gregory Pecks. Gregory Pecks. Or I would two rounds to go. The scores are Damien on zero, Jess and the house on five points each. Ooh. It is truly still anyone's game. It's exciting. Here is the penultimate question. Question number six comes from Rani from Lebanon. This might be my first Whoa. Lebanese penned question. Awesome. And this one uh, really plays into your footballing hands, Damien. The question is, what happened in an amateur football match between Italian teams Ponticelli and Riolo Termi? In 2014. 2014. Something happened. It was noteworthy enough in an amateur football match <coughs> in Italy between Ponticelli and Riolo Termi in 2014. Mm. While you're writing those answers, let me tell you more about Dick Warlock. According to Wikipedia, he was born on the 5th of Feb 1940 as Richard Lemming, but is known professionally as Dick Warlock. He's an American actor and stuntman. He is known for playing Michael Myers in Halloween 2. He also played the android assassin in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, and he was Kurt Russell's personal stunt double for over 25 years. He was active from 1960 until his retirement in 2002. He now lives in Kingsport, Tennessee, and has three kids, Lance, Rhonda, and Billy. And Billy has gone on to have a lengthy acting career of his own with long stints on shows such as Days of Our Lives, Baywatch, and General Hospital. And Billy took on his dad's stage name, so he's Billy Warlock. All right. The answers are in for question number six. What happened in an amateur football match between Italian teams Ponticelli and Riolo Terme in 2014? I can't help but say that with my hand. Yeah. I am I am uh, one, one eighth Swiss Italian, one quarter Swiss Italian. It's coming out right so now. So that, you know, yeah. that's going to happen. Mm. Would feel offensive otherwise, but. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, it's in my blood. Yeah. So I uh, can't stop it even if I wanted to. <laughs> All right. Here are your options. A stray dog ran onto the pitch and took the ball, resulting in the Crossed. team chasing the dog around the pitch for approximately eight minutes. The goalkeeper ran into the crowd and yelled at a puppy who was yelping and putting him off. <laughs> a player received a red card after taking a goal-scoring celebration too far by headbutting a hole through his team's bench. A llama stole the ball and the game was abandoned. Or when one of the sides didn't have 11 players, they subbed on a horse to play goalie as there wasn't anything in the rule book that said they couldn't. <laughs> a lot of animal-related answers. <laughs> Just get a horse to stand there. Oh, you could still kick it between its legs. Yeah. There's that's a lot the, of space there. That's right. Hmm. It would actually probably be easier. Get the horse to sit down. They don't like to do that typically. No, I can't picture a, a seated horse. Imagine like camels. 
you know how they kind of fold themselves up and oh yeah, spend yeah. that time imagining a horse. I don't think they can. Camel would be a, a better goalie because yeah. he got the big hump. But as that's well. not one of the options. Mm. No, um, so llama do- is, which got oh, to be in the camel llama family. Llama stole a ball. Dog stole a ball. Uh, dog. A puppy the, was yelping. Yeah, somebody puppy. yelled at a puppy. Horse. There's four animals in there. Four animals, and, and the other one was hole. your head butting a hole. Head butting a hole. Head butting a hole through the team's bench. Hmm. Yes. You can go first this time, Damien. I've All been really right. steamrolling and jumping yep. in. Yep. Uh, which is great because it gives my slow mind an <laughs> opportunity to figure out what the fuck to say. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go one of the animal ones because there are four animal ones and one non-animal one. Yeah. Playing the odds. So yeah. The animal playing odds. Playing the odds. And uh, so <clears throat> the puppy, the who ran something puppy in the crowd. Uh, the goalkeeper ran goalkeeper. into the crowd and yelled at a puppy who was yelping and putting him off. Mm. Uh, like puppies don't understand. Mm. Mm. It's a weird place to take a puppy. Oh, yes. But I, yeah. but they're part of the family, Matt. That's true. Yeah, no, I think I'll go for the dog stealing the ball. Dog stealing the ball? Mm. Fantastic. What about you, Bop? You're right. It is odd to take a puppy to soccer, football. Maybe ball. it was being trained to be a seeing eye puppy. Oh, and then he yelled <laughs> at yelled it. it. It's wearing like the whole outfit. Oh, Honestly, this goalkeeper might not have been a good guy. But honestly, if that dog's yelping, it's not going to make it as a, as yeah, a seeing true. eye dog. Yeah, you know? that's true. Um, Can't uh, yelp. Is that one of the rules? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. No yelping. Come on, mate. Mm. You want to make it in this business? Shut up. Yeah. Maybe he was encouraging. It was like, now, if you want to be a seeing eye dog, you got to- Cut that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think it's a llama. Okay. Um, oh, I'm going to go horse. Get on the horse. Why not? Getting on the horse. I'm Get getting you, on the horse. Getting on the horse. <laughs> I think it's it's silly. Yeah, I feel like a, a few movies were based on it then. This is, an, yeah. is this where Air, Air Bud came from? Maybe. It's probably the They changed quite one. a few things. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dog and it's a basketball. Locking it in? Yeah, why not? All right, here's who wrote the answers. The goalkeeper ran into the crowd and yelled at a puppy. That was Rani, okay, the house. Oh. Alarma stole the ball and the game was abandoned. That was Damien. Whoa. The horse one, that was the house. <laughs> oh, I'm like, sh- all right, I reckon every time I have a question like this, I'll put in, <laughs> you wouldn't know this because you're not on every episode. But But I listen. But I do love to have one that is... And there was nothing in the rule book that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, you love that. I love that. You love a ragtag bunch. Ragtag bunch, yeah. Nothing in the rule book. Damn uh, it. The lessons I learned along yes. the way. I love, uh, the, I love the corny. Why? Well, well, I think I'm I'm signalling to you. Don't pick this. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I, yeah, I kind of forgot the others and just went. Oh, I'll just pick one. And so uh, it's gonna be like it'll be the headbutting one. A stray dog ran onto the pitch and took the bowl, uh, which Damien went for. That was Jess again. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> well, it's becoming embarrassing now. Um, yeah. Uh, meaning the correct answer was a player received a red card after taking a goal-scoring celebration too far by headbutting Head- a hole. The only non-animal one. Yeah, that's right. It was amazing mm. that So my two fake ones are animals and then you, you yeah. both did animals. Mm. And look, just in, mm. in comparison to the rest, which were all like crazy animal-related that one seemed boring. Yeah. But with mm. other with more variety in the other answers, that would have had more oomph. Yes, it's true. 
Let me show. Always boring, isn't it? The truth. Yeah. So we were all sort of imagining the you know peasant uh, landscape um, farmers with those crooked <laughs> stick things. Yeah, That's what yeah. we were channeling yeah. with exactly. our animals. But it's just a normal, probably suburban game. Yeah. Uh, let me show you the video. What's he got to, to get him so excited about, for Christ's sake? What did he think he was doing? Like, he thought he was headbutting it. I don't think he thought he was going to go through. No, but, yeah, I wonder what he thought would happen. But his plan was to headbutt it. And then he gets red He gets red-carded, yeah. That's so weird and so funny. <laughs> Must have been fairly light, like a sort yeah, yeah, perspex. Yeah, it doesn't. Look like, it wasn't. Thin. Didn't shatter quite as but much it, as glass. Like lucky for him, yeah. you didn't knock yourself out. He looked fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it must have been a, a plastic. So that was. I think. I think with the video, you know, like it doesn't stand out, but seeing it is pretty. Yeah. pretty fun bit of footage. And it wasn't even anything particularly great. What he'd done. No, it, it was one of the big... lowest key goals ever. Yeah. yeah. It was a, a real stuff up by the goalie. Yeah. A horse would have held on to that. Well. A tap-in. Yeah. It yeah. was a tap-in. It didn't deserve that celebration, did but it? That's the great thing about soccer is that you can, uh, you know, you can do that sort of tap-in and then and then yeah. run to the do corner flag like <laughs> yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo and take your shirt off. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, pl- I played the wrong sports growing up. Mm. <laughs> That could have been For somebody who loves to start around a pause. Yeah, yeah. Feels like the celebrations of soccer really suit me. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the final question, which comes from Rin from London in the UK. This is a longer one, Damien. So you normally write, you know, like a, a little paragraph for this. Ooh, geez. That's a, a mo- movie synopsis. Yeah, probably like three, four <clears throat> sentences. Right. And the question is, and this is worth, I should say, this is worth triple points. Whoa. So it is truly oh, still. Because I, I, I want to get zero now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, the pressure's on. Pressure's on to, mm. yeah, not be picked mm. and not to accidentally yeah. pick the right one. I'm Actually, trying to think of what Jess will write. That's yeah. what I'm trying to do. People have scored nil before. It's not unheard of. Um, so I, let me- I think I, I had, last time I had like one point and that was a pity point. Oh, so. Man. But the scores at the moment are Damien on nil, Jess on six and the house on six. So you could get six points this round, Damien, make it a three-way tie. Yeah. That would be also be pretty good. <laughs> that would be great. So we'll see. All results still on the table. Uh, so here is question number seven from Rin. What is the synopsis of the 1995 film Fluke? Fluke. What is the <laughs> synopsis of the 1995 film Fluke? While your answers are being written, here is some more info about the goal celebration. There isn't a lot. Unfortunately, it is a pretty low-level football game after all, but uh, Esquire did publish the video under the heading The Strangest Goal Celebration We've Ever Seen, which I think it probably uh, talks it up a bit. Writing, a goalkeeper fumbles a simple catch from a tame free kick. An opposition player fumbles in the rebound. So far, exactly what you'd expect from lower league football. But what followed in this game between Italian sides Rialo Terme and Ponticelli was bizarre enough to get picked up around the world. 
It says, we won't spoil the surprise, but suffice to say, this celebration left teammates baffled and the referee furious enough to give him a red card. Uh, so that was all the info I could find. But while you're still writing your answers, here's some of the comments on the YouTube clip. Uh, these have all been translated from Italian. Rock Paladin writes, those who insult from the stands do not understand the greatness and at the same time, the purity of this masterpiece. But Matteo Barbieri counters, they too are part of the masterpiece, which I think is a beautiful point. Uh, Adam Kaderman writes, this video has the power to change your day. It's all great. The cross, the goalkeeper, the headbutt, the referee, the crowd, the player who tries to convince the referee that it was the bench that provoked his teammate. <laughs> See the guy, number eight's like pointing over at the bench, like, you know, why you can't send him off? And he's pointing at the bench, yeah. like, the, the bench started it. <laughs> uh, Richard Lamb writes, This will remain one of the most significant football moments of the millennium. And finally, Freddie Nachos writes, Am I the only one who understands the genius of this gesture? An author's gesture. The artist is the one who manages to excite the public and apparently our dear friend in the yellow jersey has done it brilliantly. So I turn to you, O player, to say thank you. Thank you for giving me a jolt, an emotion, like I haven't felt for a long time. A beautiful sentiment. All right, the answers are in. Here is the final question. What is the synopsis of the 1995 film Fluke? Freddy is an unlucky superhero ninja who <laughs> fails at everything he attempts. The secret government agency gives him one last chance to redeem himself. The job? To rescue the president's pet rabbit from the evil Dr. Dreadful. <laughs> but he is almost instantly captured by Dreadful's right-hand man, Captain Fister. <laughs> can Freddy fluke his way out of this one? It'll take every bit of courage he can muster, but he'll learn that sometimes you have to make your own luck. Oh, love that. Mm. Uh, the blandest man in town accidentally smudges a blob of black texture on his hand. It leads to a mix-up where he's credited with a Grammy-winning album. He becomes impossibly rich and a beautiful self-help guru falls in love with him. Workaholic Thomas P. Johnson has achieved professional success at the expense of his family life, having neglected his wife Carol and son Brian. After Johnson wrecks his car in a dangerous street race with co-worker Jeff Newman, he finds himself watching his own funeral. Returning to Earth as a dog, Johnson finds his family and struggles <laughs> to have a positive influence on their lives. Whoa, that, that was a twist. In spite of his canine form. Okay. It was a bit of a leap there. Yeah, wasn't there? He's watching, he's watch, he watches his own funeral, okay, and then returns to Earth as a well, dog. Well, that's what, why he realises he's a, like, a dog. Right. He's watching his own funeral. And he's like, how am I watching this? And, like, oh, and then he looks down at his but hands. He says, and they're not hands. <laughs> and then he starts licking his balls. Yeah. And he's like, hang on, I can't do this before. Yeah. <laughs> hang on, am I in heaven? He's scratching his ear, but with his back leg. Yeah. And he's like, what? how am I doing this? What's going on? Something he doesn't add up. Anyway, back to the funeral. <laughs> uh, Brad Williams doesn't have the grades to get into his dream college but an administration error means he receives a full scholarship to Stanford, where his longtime high school crush Carly is also a student. Brad has to fake his way through classes and meets a lot of interesting characters along the way. Sounds very 1995. Or down on his luck chef Frank Fredericks finds a magical pan on the way home from work. No matter what he puts in the pan, it creates an incredible meal, and Fredericks soon finds himself climbing the culinary ladder. But when an ex-chef turned local gangster starts to blackmail him about his newfound talents, Frank has to choose between the success of his restaurant and the safety of his family. 
<laughs> Whoa. Couple of big twists. Yeah. Mm. Tonal shifts. Mm. Whoa. Okay. I need them again. I'll try and yeah, give just them summarize them. So yeah. you've got the first one's the unlucky superhero ninja has to save <laughs> the rabbit. Yes. And yep. Captain Fister gets him. Yep. That's good. And then you got the blandest man in town accidentally becoming a Grammy winner. Oh, yeah. And becomes rich and famous. I'd forgotten that one. It was so bland. <laughs> <laughs> then you got workaholic Thomas P. Johnson, who's a bad dad, but comes back as a dog as a to dog. try to turn it all around. How? He's dead. Well, he's, he's alive now mm. as, as a, a dog. dog. <laughs> in dog form. You can't. Okay, yep. Yeah, no, no, fair enough. Thomas Johnson's back this yeah, time in dog know form. If he can. Yep. <clears throat> I guess that's where the chaos and He's a bad dad, right? Yeah, so yeah. you would think the thing he's trying to turn around. Is family life. Yeah, but then he's a dog. And dogs add a lot to a family, sure. Yeah. But not the same as a dad. Mm. Yeah. Is he Probably a- more, actually. Well, they've got a shit dad. Now at least I've got a good dog. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you had uh, Brad Williams who... Didn't have the grades, but an admin error meant he got a full scholarship to Stanford, where his girlfriend was, or no, his crush was, or uh, the chef who found a magic pan, <laughs> and then the mafia yeah. get involved. I yeah. like the magic mm. pan. Mm. That's yeah. fun. Um, you immediately know what you're thinking. He would put in it if you're jogging anyway, but <laughs> carry on. Um, so, mm. uh, I'm I, I was about to say, what do I pick? But I know the answer. I don't have have to do it. You know, like, uh, I think it's pretty obvious that um, only one of them is got anything to fucking do with the name Fluke. Fluke. The rest of them are like, could could be called the dog that came back. That's uh, true. The magic pan. Yeah. um, You got two, I think. The man. The Grammy winner. And the uh, high school yeah. admin era. So two, I think you'd call them both. So quick. really, it's the it's the guy that 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 has his grades, um, and and for that reason, I'm going with Fister. Fister. <laughs> That's with a P, isn't it? You've zagged. Oh, no, it is with an F. Oh, <laughs> I thought he was Austrian. I <laughs> might be. I want to go for the. I want to go for the pan. Go on the pan. And Damon, you're locking in Fister in the Pan. Fister in the Pan. That's the that's superhero the another, ninja. That's the. That's another movie. Fister in the Pan. <laughs> Fister in the Pan. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's one of those buddy cops where. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where the partner is. Yeah. Alarm. a strangely <laughs> flat head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going Fister. You going Fister? Yeah. And Jess, you're going for the Magic Pan. <clears throat> magic Pan. Do you know it's 1995? Yeah, anything's possible in the 90s. I think that's the year you won a couple of ARIA awards yourself. Yeah, so clearly anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go through who wrote the answers. Uh, the blandest man in town accidentally winning Grammys. That was Damien Cow. That's good. That's actually the story of Chris Martin. <laughs> <laughs> right, I was like, wondering oh, how that came about. I thought yeah. the black texter smudge on his hand was a dead giveaway, <laughs> but I slipped that one through unnoticed. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, uh, then we had Brad Williams doesn't have the grades to get into his dream college. That was Jess Perkins. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. See, I thought that was the winner. Yeah. 
So I reckon I've done it again because I deliberately didn't pick the winner, which could mean I win, which my plans might be foiled. Well, the magical pan which Jess went for, that was Ryan, a.k.a. the house. That's funny. Ryan, I'd speak to some Hollywood execs (laughs) if I were you. That's good stuff. Imagine that animated. Yeah. It's essentially ratatouille because ratatouille, the the chef in ratatouille can't cook. Right. Mm. But instead of a rat, rat it's a pan. Yeah. Did the mafia get involved in Ratatouille? There's a bad guy for sure. Yeah. Starring so. Rats Palandris. Yeah, oh. Okay, it's all coming together now. Uh, Freddy, the unlucky superhero ninja, which Damien went for, that was also the house. Oh, oh so you've done it, you've done yeah. it. Meaning the correct answer was the bad dad who comes back get in dog form. fucked. Why is what's it called that, What's that got to do with Fluke? I don't know. I wonder oh, if that's no, what they named the dog. The, da- the dog's name's Fluke. Oh, okay, well, well that's that- just a small detail yeah. that you left out. Fluke's <laughs> actually kind of a cute name for a dog. Yeah. But is that, is that enough? Because, I mean, it's made up for the film. That's still an afterthought. Like, if they wanted it to make more sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've named the dog and the film. The fixer or the equaliser. Yeah. Because if the dog's going to set things right. Dog dad. Yes. <laughs> um, Excuse me, Samuel L. Jackson is in that movie. Yeah, voicing a squirrel. And Ron <laughs> Perlman. Yeah. Wow. And the, yeah, the bad guy from um, Stranger Things is the dad. Right. One of the bad guys, I guess. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's got uh, – it's pretty well panned, uh, like the magic pan. <laughs> Critics gave it, have given it 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a big old splat. But the audience likes it more probably because of the kids probably rating it there, giving it 68%. Uh, just to give you a, an idea of, of the two sides of the story, critic Greg Muskowitz was one of the ones who didn't mind it. He still only gave it three out of five. But he wrote – it deals with challenging issues for the younger crowd in a sensitive manner and still is still able to avoid patronising the parent viewers. Whereas Fred Topple hated it, giving it <laughs> one out of five, uh, writing, terrible dog movie, <laughs> schmaltzy family crap. Terrible dog terrible movie. Dog like, terrible dog movie. Even in, in, the, in the pantheon <laughs> yeah. of yes. dog movies. Yes. There My favourite genre, dog movie. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose there are a lot, really. When yeah. You think about it. It looks like, just based on um, some pictures that are on IMDb, it looks like it was sort of in a, a two-film pack with Napoleon. Uh, oh. So that might account for a few yep. people seeing it because Napoleon was- Yeah, that one I've heard of. Yeah. So it was a loss leader then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was move that stock. Yeah, I yeah, think so. Eric Stoltz was in it. He was the yeah. guy. Eric he was, Stoltz. He was the enemy who uh, got in the car crash with him. Right. But, yeah, the Samuel enemy. L. Jackson, it's, it's, a, it's a wild <coughs> cast. Mm. Uh, box office made $3.3 million, Budget believe, $15 million. Yeah, I believe that Fuck. was uh, not, <laughs> not ideal for them. Not good. That's unfortunately <laughs> Fluke 2 had to be put on ice. The dog. <laughs> Fluke 2 was put down. <laughs> We had a dog ready to go. Then they cancelled the movie. We put down the dog. It was the only right thing to do. All right. Time for a final score check. I don't like this as much as you. On zero points as Damien, which you were yeah, going for. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Golf rules. That's a record score. <laughs> Equal record. Uh, in second place, Jess Perkins on six points. But uncomfortably... Out in front on 12 points, it's the house. Boo. <laughs> 12. 12. Got, oh, got, you got, yeah. got six points at the end. Whoa. But you said the, the house hasn't won for like eight weeks. Yeah. You needed this. I needed it, yeah. Yeah. Just to get a little belief back. Yeah. The house was starting to get a bit, you know, 
flaccid. Cocky. Oh, oh yep. cocky. <laughs> and, yeah. Cocky. How do you weird. get cocky? <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I do badly for yeah, a long right. time. Now, where can people find you? Damien, where can people uh, listen to your tunes? And that sort of, what's the best place uh, for them to listen um, to? God. Um, Bandcamp? Bandcamp's the yeah. best way. Is there any <laughs> vinyl left? Yes. If you go to drw.com.au, that's where that's David Roy Williams. So, yeah, you can get it there. Gee, I, I should have thought of this before I came here. Promotion, self-promotion. Yeah, yeah. I've forgotten how to do that. <laughs> but so, it's a, yes. yeah, it's a beautiful album cover. I love it. Which you designed. It's all like it's almost a one-man <clears throat> operation. Yeah, it's um, it's it's um, you know sort of helped by a terrible pandemic, which mm. uh, was foisted upon us all. <laughs> so yeah, I, I spent a, a fuckload of time doing that thing. But um, ooh, and yeah, the graphic right. novel that that was only, that's that's not that was an afterthought. Anymore. It was like this because it's a it's a YouTube series and why not make it a graphic novel yeah and you know graphic novel it, it's such a pretentious title isn't it <laughs> uh so but you know what i kind of always said was that um the the most uh, to 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 tell a story what's the most juvenile way i can think of telling it <laughs> uh because that's essentially what i've done in my career is just act like a juvenile and uh comic books yeah so that's and why you I did it. self-taught Animation and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, I, the place I was working helped. I sort of lied about needing it, needing some training for work, and that, that was very helpful. That's cool. Uh, so, but, yeah, I, I kind of figured out how to do it. And, you know, really, I, I cut a lot of terrible corners, and <laughs> if you know anything about animation, you probably scoff, and it sure ain't fucking Frank Miller's Daredevil or anything. But it's not. No. Oh, but, okay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> However, oh, okay. Oh. it's, yeah. Well, there you go. It's animation. <laughs> Anything is animation these days. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's intelligent artifice. Yes. So I think anyway, people should buy the vinyl and bring it to a live show. I'll sign it for them uh, based <coughs> on my <laughs> my two yeah. verses because you know I think it's you know it's the least I could do for the fans. Yeah, yeah. Thank you as no. a fan. Yeah. Thank you. No worries. <laughs> Jess, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Do Go On Podcast, our other podcast, which is an absolute joy. Or on Instagram, at Jess Perkins. And you, yeah, recent episode of Do Go On, you told us the story of Charles Kingsford Smith. That's right. Yep. A name you might know, but how much do you know? Yeah. Turns out the name goes further back than the airport. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's why I love our podcast. He was a man who was a bad dad and he came back as an airport. (laughs) 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 But he's trying to be a better dad now. Through airports. Through airport, yeah. Being, through being an airport. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. could really drop the prices, honestly, <laughs> mate. If you want to be good to the families, okay? <laughs> Why is it $7 for a packet of Mentos? Come on. Okay. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, really appreciate it. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Please give us a five-star review. Why not? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Tell your friends if you think it, you know anyone who might enjoy it. Cheers for tuning in to Who Knew with Matt Stewart. Now that you know it, I've been Matt Stewart. Goodbye. You've run out of ideas. Just they admit it. haven't done Back to the Future, though, which is good, although you're going to tell me they're working. No, they've, no. I've seen that the people in, in charge of that are saying it, it so won't happen. You can say no. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But I wonder what happens when they die. 
And yeah, the, yeah, the studio right. is in control of it. I yeah. think it'll it'll yeah. come out the next week. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Now, Damien, as well as as being self deprecating all that, you're also a saint supporter. Yes. So it's sort of built in a little bit, isn't it? It is. Just as a Collingwood first. supporter. Oh right. So obviously, she just lived her life as borderline successful. <laughs> yeah. And that's why she's applauding herself all the way. That's all right. All yeah, all I love. The time. I love the pies. <laughs> I love them. I could name every player if yeah. I wanted to. No, go on, name a player. I've seen. I've been to every game. Yep. Go on, name one of the players. Pendles. Oh, okay, that is one. Is he still playing? Yeah, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. How old is Pendles now? He's, uh, or was he very young when he started? I think he's in his mid-30s. Old. Yeah. He's maybe the Collingwood Games record holder now too. Wow. There okay. Oh, there you go. So you are a fan. Yes. Anyway, here's our first question. <laughs> this is that silence. <laughs> <laughs> Last week's episode, it was with two people who hadn't been on before and that when it got <clears throat> when I stopped talking, they were like, you could see him sort of panic. <laughs> And <laughs> probably people who fill silences in general conversation. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm a bit like that, actually. It's uh, quite unnerving. But um, I noticed that rock stars in the old days, you know, these sort of proper rock star types, would leave terrible long silences in their interviews and it was all okay. Right. You know, it's sort of the arty thing to do. You know, David Bowie would, would do that a lot and oh. stuff, leave the long pregnant silence. But you can't really get away with that today because um, everything is so um, short-term gratification, you see. Mm. So you just have to say a lot of inane shit <laughs> in <Quickly>. the gaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Say it quickly. Yeah. Everyone's panicking, you know. They're all applauding themselves. Yeah. Any silence, got to feel it. That's right. Welcome, Jeff. <laughs> 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 it's not that you want to applaud it's yourself, so you're afraid of the silence. Maybe it's more that I'm afraid that if I just if I don't do anything, no one will applaud. Right. You know? And in these sort of cases where it's just three people talking, that probably will often happen. <laughs> but I'll do it at gigs. Yeah, yeah. I'll start my own applause. Start your own applause. I have to work on that. No, I think that's fair enough. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, we'll do no self-reflection then. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Just remember, a lot of people hate you. <laughs> <laughs> carrying a... Uh, carrying a... Fuck. <laughs> I will edit that. Yes. <laughs> and then I changed it to Gary and you are literally wearing a Gary oh, yeah. South Shore Rail Okay, cats. you're right. So One of my Gary merch. I looked around the room and... Oh, um, I'm a big fan of the city of Gary, Indiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's not where um, John Cougar... Melon oh. came from? Ooh. Could be wrong. And now you're going to prove me wrong. Well, it's where Michael Jackson was born. Was it? Oh, yeah. okay. So maybe not John. You Cooper, get those two confused. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's see. He's from Seymour, Indiana. Oh. Which I imagine is. Let's see. All right. This is important to get to the bottom of. <laughs> How far, How far from, from Gary? Yeah. Because I'm. Maybe he went to school in Gary. We're hoping to be over in America later this year, so maybe we can do the the, the John Cougar yeah. pilgrimage. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, we've got our own Seymour. I haven't made my way there. So it'll be wild to get to. Uh, <laughs> no, that's quite a journey between the two. You were way off, Damien. <laughs> yeah, it's actually embarrassing how far away the two were. <laughs> it's actually like a... It's a three-hour drive, oh so my God. they've got nearly nothing to do with each other. <laughs> yeah. Could have been born in Florida, couldn't he? Yeah, yeah may as well have been. Yeah. 
probably Canadian. Don't look it? up anything else I say. <laughs> credibility going right out the door. I think your credibility actually <laughs> rises when you don't know something about John Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. You're working on stuff. Yeah. I mean, you're all, you sort of always are, though, aren't you? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, I have been watching Farmer Wants a Wife, mm. so I am turning slightly normal and um, – <laughs> So I better stop that. No, and, I think that uh, will that will surely inspire. Mm. You know, so I think yeah, yeah you yeah. keep watching. Probably, yeah, and you'll come up with so beautiful you things. drag poor Alex along to my show. I didn't drag her. No, she's um, made her a tism mix CD when we were younger, and she's been a fan ever since. Oh. Actually, all the yeah, all our young cousins they uh, got obsessed. Dear, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'll find this very surreal that I'm. Uh, in the room with you. Well, it's, yeah. Hey, really it's, blow their mind. Mm. Tell them I'm here too. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't think they could take it. It's too much. I'll, uh, I'll edit most of that out, uh, Damon, because that, that was embarrassing, yeah. as, at least as much for me as it was for you. <laughs> Your podcast is so great. I can't remember if I told you that. The sort of, it was almost like an autobiography. It was. I kind of I kind of thought um, I, I'd try and do an autobiography but make it into a podcast because, you know. Yeah, it was great. It just felt a bit less pretentious. It was still pretentious but uh, but it was purely, it was like a 19-episode excuse to finally pay out on Anna Block who <laughs> wouldn't dance with me at the old youth club. Thought <laughs> yeah. left, left that off your, yeah. the weight yeah. off yeah. your shoulders. It, it felt there. very cathartic <laughs> yeah, did, to let yeah. that go. Yeah. <laughs> Anna Block. Yeah. <laughs> Finally yeah. got you, Anna. Uh, yeah. I suspect she's, you know, probably poor person's probably dead or something. So Hopefully. It's, well, probably it's mortified no to death. <laughs> no good. After being yeah, called out. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <clears throat> was she, was she wasn't the one who was the fan of the Hunters and Collectors? No. Oh. That was later. That was uni. Yes, that was uni. Yeah, yeah. No, that was Melanie. I don't, I don't remember her surname, but... Um, but yeah, it's hard to imagine Hunters and Collectors being the the Uber Zeitgeist cool band. But yeah. they were it's so interesting <laughs> that, yeah. that was. They were they were really pretentious and and had a really pretentious crowd. And I felt completely intimidated going there. And then somehow over the passage of time, they turned into the opposite. Of yeah, that, you know. But they were fuck. They were just yeah. Like they had a guy who used to ding a. Gas cylinder. That's all he did, and <laughs> and a guy on keyboard who made who made film who was studying film at uh, Swinburne. You know, and yeah, they were poor. What um, a transformation! <clears throat> yeah, I don't know because they, they were sort of in the same league as the, uh, the were they the boys next door, whatever Nick Cave's yeah. band was at the time. They were sort yeah, of yeah, they were that's right. They were yeah, they came a little bit after, but they they had absolutely that same kind of inner city private school. Super snooty crowd, mm. um, and the models were another example of that. Who you know, they kind of were so incredibly cool when they started, and then somehow they end up doing out of mind, out of sight. Like, yeah, they became like big pop. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah but I, I think it's probably. Um, I mean, this is all getting a bit fucking serious now. But um, <laughs> sorry, but I think it's just. It's just if you have to make money out of music, you mm. make money being on Countdown. And I, I don't think it's a conscious decision. I think you um, incrementally morph your way yeah. into yeah. becoming the thing that you hate. 
Right. Uh, yeah. But there's a, it like. waits all of us. There's a, there's a skill in riding. <laughs> you, Jess. Riding a head <laughs> won't sell out. You don't think Jess will sell out? No. Oh, big time. Just make her an offer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. The song was parodied by country music. The, the song was parodied by country. 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 That is <laughs> one of the joys of having Jess on the show, Damien. She'll laugh and really set herself off. <laughs> I went a bit silly on this no, one. No, no, you were. Uh, you're in the ballpark. <sighs> Warlock, that was what uh, the Darrens were on Bewitched. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, well, no. That's the- what her aunt, her dad was or something. Presumably, yes. <laughs> We never met the dad, but uh, <laughs> one of them was, was like a, there was a warlock uncle yeah. or something that <laughs> popped in sometimes. Would have been a warlock presence, uh, unless it was IVF. But you know, um, <laughs> surely they'd have a spell for that, wouldn't they? Yeah, yes. that's true. Yeah, yeah. IVF's very expensive. Yeah, you know, if you could yeah. just do it through magic. Exactly. No, but uh, I remember Samantha was very keen on doing things naturally, the human way. That's correct. <laughs> yes. Although that, you know, her mum might not have been the same. Who knows? <clears throat> I hadn't thought about that, Sean. So it's so weird that they it was and the, both actors' names were Dick. Were they? Dick Warlock. No, they were. I'm pretty sure. Dick Sergeant. Dick Sergeant. And oh, if Dick. I look up the two Dicks, this might go straight to. Mm. Mm. Hang on, no, that's come up with someone else. Uh, the two Dicks. What's, the <laughs> <laughs> What's that knocking? Um, <laughs> Dick York. Dick York. Oh yes, Dick. And was it Dick Sergeant? And Dick Sergeant. Right. And they both the that? two Darrens. They were both Darren. Oh. Mm. The two Dicks played the two Darrens, figuratively as well as literally. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great show. I loved that as a kid. To me, that was like the cool version of uh, I Dream a Genie. Yeah. I don't know why. They were very similar vibes. I think. Yeah, I think I mix them up in my head a little bit sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I guess they both start a, a magic woman. And, a, and in so many yeah. ways, aren't all women magic? And a put-upon man. <laughs> oh, yes. magic again. <laughs> You've done the magic all wrong. It's created a real nuisance for me and, and my boss, who's a, either in the army or a advertising executive. <laughs> or maybe both. Wow. I forget which is which. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.